Welcome to the HR Chat Show, one of the world's most downloaded and shared podcasts designed for HR pros, talent execs, tech enthusiasts, and business leaders. For hundreds more episodes and what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com. Hello and welcome to the HR Chat Podcast. I'm Pauline James, founder and CEO of Anchor HR, and it's my pleasure to be your pod host today along with David Krillman, CEO of Krillman Research. We're partnering with the HR Chat Podcast on a series to help HR professionals and leaders navigate AI's impact on organizations, jobs, and people. In this episode, David and I connected with Shingai Menjangwa to ask, How do organizations, and in particular HR divisions, need to prepare to adapt effectively to leverage this new technology? I think you'll enjoy Shingai's practical insights. Shingai Minjangwa is the head of AI education at ChainML. She serves as a board member for the Institute on Governance and is the founder of Fireside Analytics, an organization dedicated to providing education aimed at fostering data and tech literacy. Shingai has devoted much of her career to building the capability of organizations and individuals to adapt to new technology, including AI. She actively engages in contributing to crucial discussions regarding the responsible and ethical management of this technology at both the organizational and societal level. With her broad perspective and a strong focus on enablement, we're excited to hear her guidance for the HR and leader community. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the HR Chat Show. IEA training provides professional development to a changing workforce with changing needs. And we're proud to support this episode of the HR Chat Podcast. IEA offers lots of courses, webinars, and on-demand training to meet our students where they are and help them reach their goals. We're proud of our contribution to better risk analysis and high operating standards in the industry. Learn more at ieatraining.org. And now, Back to the conversation. Shingai, beyond our short introduction, can you share a bit more about yourself? Sure. Hi, everybody, and thanks for being here. My name is Shingai, and I am the head of AI education at Chain ML. That's Chain Machine Learning. And my background is in data science. I've been working as a data scientist uh, for many years now, say since uh, 2007. And I understand that your journey transitioned from focusing on data science to becoming a prominent educator in the fields of data science and AI. Yes, I created many online courses and the number we shared was over half a million people have taken my online courses uh, with IBM and Coursera. And um, I then evolved into AI education because I joined the Vector Institute for Artificial Intelligence. Um, And to me, by the way, artificial intelligence is a category of models. So it's very much in the same family as data science. So more neural networks, reinforcement learning, that category of data science is what AI is. So it was a very natural progression to do AI education at the Vector Institute. In this series, we've heard from a number of experts and practitioners on the opportunities and risks associated with AI, and we would welcome your perspective on what steps you recommend organizations take to ready themselves to take advantage of this technology effectively. Full disclosure, I work at an AI startup. ChainML is an AI startup that's uh, leveraging these large language models and we're building generative AI tools and really focusing on self-service analytics. So this idea that you can converse with your data, that you can ask a question in natural language and in the back end, 
The code generation is then perhaps linking to a SQL database. And ultimately, you get a response in natural language saying, you know, your sales are up by 15%, something like that. So that's what I'm doing currently. And my role is still education and really trying to get our clients on board to be able to adopt our tools responsibly and to understand how they work. To answer your question, there are risks, absolutely. And the big ones that we talk about are bias and hallucinations and also the potential disruption of the workforce. Those are the main challenges with artificial intelligence that we're talking about right now. And to ready themselves, I would say every single organization at this point has to have artificial intelligence on their professional development roadmap. That's different levels of the organization. You would start with literacy, where your teams need to understand how the models work. What are they doing if they're predicting, like ChatGPT, which is the one most people have played with? That's a word prediction model and really understanding its potential and its limitations as well. The first thing is professional development is key at this point, all the way to the senior level, to the business decision makers who might be thinking about using automated decision systems. What are the implications of that? And then beyond professional development, I would say a focus on governance. You really need to have a good handle on how these models are being used in the organization. Thanks. There are a number of different views on how much AI will impact the workforce, including whether the number of roles displaced will be modest or massive, and how quickly this might all happen. What is your perspective on how AI will impact organizations? I've been in this industry for some time now, and I've personally had the experience of developing a model that performs a function that was done by one or more individuals for a longer time than it took me to do. I don't believe that the job displacements are going to be an army of robots like we've seen in, let's say, something like the Matrix movies. It's not going to happen like that. It's going to be a little productivity gain here, a little efficiency there. And we'll start to see some roles really lose whole aspects of what they were doing. Now, we've said artificial intelligence and computers really are good at repetitive tasks, etc. But with this advent of generative AI and the language models, we start to see even tasks like copywriting have, they do them incredibly well and the models are only getting better. I just want to be very clear some jobs will go. That's just the reality. And it's not a, the exciting topic to talk about. It's not the sexy headline at this point. So I'm not seeing it being discussed nearly as much as I would like it to be. But I would like to say categorically that we're going to see a significant shift in the workforce due to the advent of these uh, large language models and generative AI specifically. The role of HR is to lead. I would say to HR professionals, it's your time to shine. This is your moment to really understand what these technologies are doing, how they're going to impact the workforce at different levels, at different skill sets and different functions, and get ahead of it. Help us to plan out what does reskilling look like? Is that the solution? What does the transition for different roles look like in order for them to stay in the workforce, to stay in the organization, or to consider different options? It's tough and it's going to be messy. We have unionized roles. We have folks that have tenure in organizations. We are going to have to deal with all of the consequences of these tools that we are adopting quite rapidly and that are having an impact both on our productivity, our gains in organizations, but as well as our workforce. We'll be right back to this episode. But first, 
Did you know that the NeoCase Digital HR platform includes collaborative case management, business process automation, document management, onboarding, transitioning, workflows, and analytics? NeoCase integrates with core HR platforms including Workday, SAP, Oracle, and other third-party applications to achieve seamless user experience and automation, and we are proud to be a supporter of this HR chat episode. Learn more at neocasesoftware.com. Do you have thoughts on the specific actions HR can take to support the assessment that's needed within an organization, the responsiveness that this will demand? So the role of HR in this AI revolution, I'm going to call it, is I see it as sort of threefold to inform So really get the organization ready for what is about to happen, potentially what is happening, some of those change management functions that need to happen as AI is adopted in an organization. So really just information and reliable information, right? Because we also know misinformation as people reference their social media and their friends to get information is a challenge. Really let HR be that place we go to to get the facts about what tools are being deployed in the organization or being used by the organization more broadly. So that's information. And sort of the next step after that is education. I spoke about AI literacy. I speak about that very often, and it's very important for everybody to understand what the tools are and how they work. I'm also interested in your perspective on HR's role in regards to analytics and assessing the impact of the organization and how they can support those broader, more strategic decisions that need to be made about how AI technology is evolving in terms of supporting productivity, what that is resulting in in terms of displacement within the workplace, in terms of how the organization needs to evolve. That's such a great question. And being a data scientist, obviously, I believe that data can help us understand the world. It can help us understand what's happening in our organization. So that would be sort of the first point of departure is the role of HR should be to collect the data about who we're hiring and how we're hiring them, who's applying for the roles and what skills they need. If you just do a comparison of the roles that you had in your organization five, 10 years ago, and you compare them to the roles that are being asked for now, Something you'll find, and I know because I've done this analysis myself, is the appearance of the word data itself. Prior to, let's say, five, 10 years ago, you would have had that appearing in specifically sort of business analyst roles, analyst roles, even data scientist roles, if you had them in your organization. But you'll start to see the word data creep into roles, marketing, IT, finance. Why? Because we're all recognizing the importance of being able to use data to leverage data to advance our business objectives. So if you do those types of analyses, you can start to pick up those trends of what's changing about the roles, what skills are less important or are featuring less in the job descriptions as the hiring managers approach you to to put out a, a new requisition. And then you can start to see where is the market going? Where is the organization going? What's becoming more important? So if you spot something like that, something like the appearance of the word data in the job descriptions appearing more and more and more over time, then you can start to lead us in terms of, well, how do we upskill our existing staff so they can keep up with this trend? 
if someone joined your organization in a marketing role, uh, having done a degree that didn't specialize in data, I would say it's the role of HR to be able to tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, we're moving to a more digital marketing format in our organization. Here are a few courses that we suggest that will keep you up to speed in terms of how the market is changing. That is classic HR, right? That's what we rely on you to do for us. I would say, you know, those types of interventions using the data that you have access to and the analytics that you you can uh, leverage in HR, you can help us see where the ship is going and then help us prepare for the future. Thanks. I, you know, you've talked about the importance of governance. Could you speak to what that looks like and also what role HR should play in governance? So there's a, an age-old debate about um, how do you structure a modern organization that has functions like data science? If you just picture your classic organogram or org structure, do you have the head of an organization and then those classic functions, marketing, IT, finance, et cetera, and then data science? And then do the people reporting into that data science function then feed back into the other functions? Or do you have your classic roles and in those classic roles, you have a data science function reporting into those heads of department? The jury is still out about the best way to structure your organization and where to put some of these more emerging roles like data science, et cetera. But I think the one thing that does remain about governance is however you structure your organization, reporting will become key you need to be able to get to information quickly about how models are being used in your organization, where the data is being channeled and how it's being used. Because to me, it's almost equivalent to how your money is flowing in your organization. You need to have your organization set up so you're able to account for where the data is going, how it's being used, where are the models, how are they being used, and how they impact the organization. And then in addition to that, one of the other things I would add is As part of your data governance approach, tying incentives or even recourse to issues like bias, to issues of model accuracy, may also be a good way to go because then it highlights to the organization the importance of these aspects of data science and AI. And what I mean by that is where does bias testing take place? Whose job is that? Whose role is that? Everybody can say, well, the engineers will say, well, it's not our job. We just have to get the models into production. The data scientists will say, well, it's not really our job, you know, because the the data comes to us the way the data comes to us, right? So there, there are many people that can all put up their hands and say, not I said the cat, not I said the dog. But then we all have to take charge and we all have to take responsibility for um, fairness and the algorithms that we're putting out into the world. So, Finding ways to put that into the the governance structures of the organization makes sure that it's accounted for. So I won't be prescriptive about how to do that, but I think if it's a priority and it it becomes part of the governance structure, then we can start to see those responsible behaviors play out in an organization. Chingai, with the work that you do, the education that you provide, I'm interested in hearing what you are seeing as how AI is enabling organizations to automate work that they previously weren't able to or accomplish and complete functions and analysis that they weren't previously able to. Maybe let's root this in an example. I shared earlier that I started my career in retail. And if you think of a classic retailer and how that might have evolved over time, starting as a bricks and mortar store all the way to being an online store, that's one level of evolution. 
And then once you're in the online store, how you do your pricing, how you do your marketing, how you do your product placement, all of that is the next level where artificial intelligence can be used. The way I would frame it is you start with your objective function, whatever your objective function is, and you define that as the thing you're trying to maximize or minimize or optimize. So regardless of your industry, you have one. In human resources, you might say that you're trying to maximize retention as your objective function. If you can articulate your objective function, that thing you're trying to maximize or minimize or optimize, it allows me, the data scientist, to then apply machine learning models to try and impact that objective, because we, we're now stating it mathematically to maximize or to minimize is a mathematical function. And that means I can apply ma machine learning tools and techniques and artificial intelligence to drive whatever your business objective is. It's such a broad question to me because every single industry under the sun that has that objective function is an area where we can apply artificial intelligence. And so the classic things that you'll see is, oh, Shanghai, you know, deep fakes, those are the things that are hitting the internet and they're popular in mainstream. Well, at the end of the day, somebody's going to be using that type of technology to impact their objective function. And the use cases that we're starting to see for that particular tool is around marketing. We already have, I believe, some celebrities have already contracted with Meta in the metaverse to start using their likeness, which deepfakes, I suppose. But once you frame it in a marketing contract with a celebrity and we're, we're using their likeness in, in that way, in an automated way, I suppose then they're starting to impact uh, the objective function, which is to, to make money with uh, marketing tools or through influencer marketing. So you name the industry. If you're a mining company, right, and you want to reduce your costs, then you've just told me your objective function is to minimize costs. So I then go look at my toolkit of machine learning uh, algorithms, including artificial intelligence, to see how we can reduce your costs. We'll look at where do your costs happen, the amount, the dump trucks or whatever that you need to use, we could look at how do you optimize their route using artificial intelligence. So to me, it's such a broad question because anything that has an objective function can use AI and that's where we're applying it. If there's an opportunity for us to maximize revenue, to reduce costs, then there's an opportunity for artificial intelligence and that automation to be used there. Let's focus on HR. Where are you seeing AI being leveraged within HR? I'm seeing AI and let's say machine learning and classic data science leveraged in HR in a number of different places. I would say recruitment has been the classic example. If you get 10,000 resumes, are you going to read 10,000 resumes? The short answer is no. So you can apply some filtering mechanisms using natural language processing to pick out the right keywords associated with your job post and screen you know, some level of candidates that don't have the right words in their resumes. Now, over time, we've started to learn that we can't leave that job entirely to the models because they can learn what a great candidate is and learn, for example, that great candidates are all men just by virtue of what data we use to train that particular algorithm. And so, you know, we still need a human in the loop when it comes to the final decision making, but we've certainly seen human resources using AI and machine learning models and tools for recruitment and for filtering and finding the right candidates. Even to take it a one layer before that, you can use machine learning models in HR to be able to identify how to get more diverse candidates. 
There's a case study that I came across where if you run a regression model on the words that you use for job posts, you can identify something like um, the word travel, just the presence of the word travel, whether it's 10% or 50% travel in a job description, the presence of that word in a job post can reduce the number of female applicants. That's a study that, uh, that's been done that showed that. You can leverage machine learning tools and by extension, AI tools to be able to assist in increasing your diversity in human resources, in filtering and recruitment, like I mentioned. But now with the gen generative AI tools and chat GPT and the large language models, we're seeing people writing job posts. I would struggle to find an HR person who says that was their favorite part of their job was to write the job posts and you know sit with the hiring manager and figure that out. We are starting to see folks leveraging gen AI tools to be able to do that work. And so the idea that you can start with, hey, I'm looking for a job post for a data scientist in a senior role, and you put some basic information in your prompts, well, you're actually going to get quite a decent job post that comes back. Maybe that's not the one you use, you tweak it a bit, but certainly as a point of departure, that's you know helped quite a lot of HR people. It's certainly a useful tool, and we're starting to see more and more people using AI for that. That's great. I'm thankful for your insights. Do you have any parting advice for the HR community? The HR community has a significant role to play in the AI conversation. And I think my parting words are don't wait to be invited to the table. Right now, the technologists are running with this. The developers and the startups and the, the engineers and the data scientists are really owning the narrative as far as it comes to, to AI. And then that's punctuated with the policymakers also jumping in to, to be part of that conversation. But HR has a significant role to play. And the workforce disruptions that we've been discussing are real. Don't wait to be pulled into the table, to be pulled into the conversation. Really start educating yourself. Literacy starts with you so that you can have the confidence to start building these programs and to start asking these questions and to start looking at the data of um, the different skill sets and how they're changing and evolving over time. Educate yourself get involved in the conversation, and then take a leadership role. I would be very excited to start to see reports coming out of HR bodies and HR research communities starting to tell us what's happening in the workforce and how the workforce is changing. Some think tanks starting to suggest what will happen to the workforce, how will it evolve? Will people reskill? Over the years, we've talked about multiple things, universal basic income, etc., all of those are different schools of thoughts about how the workforce will evolve due to automation. But I look forward to the HR community being part of those conversations and potentially telling us how things might go and how things might be good in the future. Tremendous advice. Thank you for your time, Shingo. It's been incredibly informative. If someone wants to connect with you after this short discussion to learn more, what is the best way for them to do so? So you can connect with me via LinkedIn at any time. Shanghai Manjengo. If you look me up, it's quite a unique name. I'll be there. And then if you're interested in sort of artificial intelligence or AI education, sort of developing workshops, I do board executive education workshops, all of those types of things, or even HR analytics, right? Using the self-serve analytics tools that I was talking about with generative AI, then uh, feel free to drop me an email, uh, info at chainml.net, info at chainml.net. We'd love to talk to you about literacy workshops, you name it, really that education space, and then starting to leverage AI for HR practice. Um, happy to chat about that anytime. 
Thank you, Shanghai. I really appreciate the breadth of understanding you shared with us today. What I liked in particular is that your advice is practical, and I think it will inspire HR pros to take action. And so to our listeners, until our next episode, keep learning and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the HR Chat Show. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe and listen to some of the hundreds of episodes published by HR Gazette. And remember, for what's new in the world of work, subscribe to the show, follow us on social media, and visit hrgazette.com.